Hello, and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine, featuring interesting, inspiring, educational, and entertaining stories, discussions, and interviews of purpose, with purpose, on purpose. Hello, everybody. This is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine, and today we're here with Jackie Keller. How are you doing, Jackie? I'm great, J.W. Hey, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I'm really excited to have you on here because we get to talk about fun stuff, and that's nutrition. I've always, always been uh, kind of a, a hobby of mine to, uh, to talk and get into nutrition because it's such an important part of our lives, and so I really appreciate you having you today. Food is sort of the universal denominator for all of us because we all need it in some form, in some form or another. So it really does touch everybody. Yeah, and it can be the thing that helps you or the thing that hurts you in all cases. So, um, very important uh, topic. Absolutely. So let me talk to everybody and explain to them who Jackie Keller is. Um, for for everybody who doesn't know, I'm sure a lot of you out there already do know Jackie. She's uh, you're pretty busy out there, that's for sure, Jackie. Um, I think you definitely need to have a good diet to do all the things that you do. Well, uh, you know, I eat my own food, so that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know Jackie, Jackie is a board-certified professional wellness coach, nutrition educator, and Le Cordon Bleu-trained culinary expert. She's also the author of Body After Baby, The Simple 30-Day Plan to Lose Baby Weight Fast, um, and Cooking, Eating, and Well. And I think a Body After Baby is another one. Well, Body After Baby is the uh, formally published book. Uh, that's an that's a Avery publication, and it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooking, Eating, and Living Well is a self-published, uh, small, slim volume of about 100 recipes with meal plans that was essentially designed as a, a handbook for healthy living, and, and that's available on the NutriFitOnline.com website through our store. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so th- those are the two publications that uh, I'm responsible for in some way, shape, or form. There you go. And the reason, and what, we're, what Jackie's talking about, uh, uh, Jackie Keller is also the founding director of NutriFit LLC in Los Angeles, premier healthy food company formed in 1987 by you, Jackie, and your partner husband, Phil Yaney. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> um, NutriFit uh, specializes in fresh gourmet, customized, and delivered meal programs that are tailored to accommodate an individual's health and lifestyle needs. Uh, their goal is to promote long-term health by providing full-service nutrition support, including gourmet meals, wellness coaching, and health-related products. And um, uh, you're kind of uh, you, you're one of those uh, companies that um, takes care of a lot of celebrities. I have a list here, like Penelope Cruz, Will Ferrell, Matthew Fox, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Anne Hathaway, Angelina Jolie, Jack Nicholson. It goes on and on. Charlize Theron. Um, you know, you're in this, you're in the southern Los Angeles area and you take care of a lot of celebs and they come to you when they want to lose some baby weight or they're, they're, they want to need to lose some weight for a movie. Um, because your plan, NutriFit is a, is a proven plan. Can you tell me a little about NutriFit and how that sure. came about? And, and let me just clarify one thing with oh, sure. celebrities, you know, as I'm sure most of your listeners, um, know, uh, celebrities pretty much always look good. I mean, certainly the, <laughs> Some of the names that you reeled off, these are not people that have weight-related issues at all, but they do right. understand that what they eat 
makes a big difference on their performance, and they are very concerned about optimally performing. Um, yeah, acting is not an easy job. It takes a lot of mental acuity as well as, um, in some cases, physical agility. And these um, celebrities, particularly the highest-end people, are, um, are are really as much concerned about um, looking good uh, and performing at their optimal level. Um, so just to kind of clarify, it's not necessarily about weight for them. No, that's a good point, and thank you for bringing that up. I also want to make sure that everybody knows that just because Jackie takes care of a lot of celebrities, that um, she also takes care of, you know, uh, the rest of us also. Um, and so anyway, tell us about Nutrafit and how you put that together and how that came about. Well, it's a long story, and I'll keep it short because it's kind of <laughs> not so interesting, I think, for, for most people. But you know, this is our 25th year. We're very proud of that because that tells uh, you that we were doing this long before it was popular, long right. before people understood what a personal meal delivery service might be. And it, uh, quite frankly, you know, was a long educational process until people really understood the value of having somebody customize a meal plan and bring it to their door. So in the first uh, 10 years or so of our uh, business life, together uh, as NutriFit, we spent a great deal of time doing nutrition and culinary education programs in the corporate world. So for major corporate uh, clients like HealthNet, uh, Kaiser, uh, Blue Cross, um, uh, those insurance carriers, as well as, uh, I mean, a very, very long list of uh, major corporations like uh, Hughes Aircraft and Boeing and Northrop Grumman. We did uh, and still do, I still do, nutrition and culinary education programs. I lecture, I do cooking demonstrations and classes, I do workshops. And so the company evolved slowly, uh, migrated from more education and less catering, although we've always been a licensed caterer, uh, right. to more catering and less education as the nature of employee health uh, prevention and employee health improvement changed in the corporate world, um, so too did the business of personal catering uh, develop, and there were some other players that came in, like the Zone People and other companies that had big advertising dollars and could make the service better understood to the public um, in an advertising way, which is something we've never really uh, done because we've never mm-hmm. had the financial resources to devote to deep pocket advertising. So by the uh, 2000, year 2000 or so, we were in full gear, swing uh, really ramped up in, in terms of personal catering. And since then, we've developed a number of very innovative and new programs, including our sports-specific meal plans. Um, we presently cha- uh, feed uh, a couple of elite athletes, and I'm talking professional hockey players, professional bodybuilders, um, professional cyclists, uh, we've, we've fed professional jockeys, people who, uh, professional football players, NFL football players, NHL hockey players, people whose nutritional needs really dictate uh, very specific meal plans for their sport or activity. And we also have 
meal plans that are customized for disease state um, uh, management, for example, kidney disease, where there's very uh, delicate nutritional ties that need to be managed. So we we have clients that um, are in various stages of renal uh, failure and need nutritional support. We have clients that are in various stages of cancer treatment mm-hmm. and therapy, either pre or post. We have clients that are in various stages of heart disease, either congestive heart failure or um, you know, pre or post um, uh, surgery for uh, heart conditions. And so the, the range of services that we can provide is pretty remarkable. So that's um, a little bit about sort of the variety of things that we do, JW. Well, let me ask you, Jackie, because, you know, um, I, I live in Southern California, and I've used some of these services. Actually, I haven't used yours, I, um, but I have used some in the past. Ah, okay. Tell me and, about yours. Uh, and there have been a few of them out there, and uh, some, have, some have stayed. Most of a lot have gone, um, you know. Um, after 25 years, do you think that the customization is the reason you're still around and doing well? I'll tell or, you. Or what would you attribute that to? Um, <laughs> to paraphrase a Clinton, uh, a Bill Clinton statement, it's the food dummy. I think in the end, it's because our food is great. <laughs> uh, honestly, JW, you know, it, 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 think of it as a restaurant. If the food is marginal and the service is so-so, do you, do you go back more than once, maybe twice, maybe you give it a third try because you really, you know, think that perhaps it was just a bad experience, but you don't continue to go back year after year. Um, We, I think, have uh, great food, first and foremost. The premier quality of the ingredients that we use, I mean, we're talking organic chicken, Mary's, uh, uh, we use the Mary's line of organic chicken products. We use the Willie Bird line of free-range natural turkey products. We use... Santa Monica Seafood as our only fish vendor. So we're paying top dollar for premier restaurant quality uh, ingredients and uh, certified Angus beef. Everything is either grass-fed or free-range or natural, antibiotic and hormone-free. So we manage to maintain consistent quality in the meals that we provide and we have over 2,400 recipes in our database, so we really emphasize variety for our clients. And if a client doesn't have sufficient variety, we try to make sure that we understand why that's happening, whether or not it's something in their ingredient preferences, something in their profile that they either really like or really don't like, mm-hmm. and that's why you know there's a redundancy. But we've also... Um, really developed a a close relationship with most of our clients. We try to stay very close to the process. We try to call and follow up. We're not one of those companies that wants to leave you alone unless you really want to be left alone. (laughs) We'd much rather know how you're doing. We're not like the food fairy that just brings the food and hopes that you never call us because, you know, a call is bad news. We are, we want to be your partner in your quest for nutritional, uh, optimal nutritional uh, status. So the question is really, what do you need and how are we doing as far as getting you there? Right. And I think that those things really do make a difference for um, for clients, and that's 
why people come back to us, and that's why people refer us, because it's all word of mouth for us. We don't right. spend anything in advertising. Well, you know, what you said was so important, too, because people are getting educated. People, I'm sorry, you know, Whole Foods and, and uh, you know, the Trader Joe's and, uh, you know, people talking about uh, going to local vendors for produce and, and, and staying or, you know, true organic and uh, you know, knowing the difference now between uh, a corn-fed and a grass-fed beef. And, you know, um, this is all becoming pretty much second nature to just about, you know, everybody out there on the planet eating food. Hopefully more and more people know, know uh, are learning this uh, because processed foods are, are so screwed, you know, so messed up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that a lot of people are getting educated. So it would be important to me to know because I want my meat, my red meat especially, I want it grass-fed. I don't want it grass-fed just last week, corn-fed for, you know, for the – first few years and then grass right. fed next week, I want to know that it came from somebody where I trust where they actually really range fed that, that cow. Mm-hmm. And so having somebody like you guys actually caring about that and adding that to um, the process is is important to me. And I think it is um, a, a, your universal, your concerns are universally shared, shared for the most part amongst our clients. I mean, there, right. there, there's probably... Uh, plenty of services out there that can provide people with meals uh, who are not as um, concerned about the environmental uh, friendliness of the food. Um, we are extremely green in our practices and green in um, our products. We have a green kitchen. We we use green products in cleaning. We use recycled paper products. We use you know the right kind of lighting. Um, so we, and I think that that is also important as a... No, it isn't. Like you know, to be honest with you, Jackie, most business people would go, are you are you insane? Because yes. you're trying to run a business and, you know, and uh, having, you know, and making the margins and it can be toughest. And I know that you, because um, uh, I know that you did gave a talk recently on uh, on the carbon footprint and, and how that, and how that's affected uh, food and farming and the whole deal. And so for you guys to practice uh, being green at the same time as bringing these quality ingredients to people. That's a lot of work. It is, and um, I'm, I thank you for the, the little acknowledgement that it's not easy, and it's not easy to make, a, um, make any kind of margin when you really uh, pay very close attention to the green practices because, unfortunately, it is more expensive uh, to buy green cleaners. It's more expensive to buy recycled paper products. Mm-hmm. It is um, certainly uh, takes extra effort to do things that are above and beyond. For example, JW, we take the containers that we um, we use for the meals that we deliver, and if a client returns them to us, we wash them out here in our kitchen. Even if they come back to us clean, we'll wash them again, and then we repurpose them to a homeless shelter where they're used for meals to feed the homeless. This is extra effort. This is not something we do for money. We aren't, you know, doing it for the for the glory of it. It's something we've done for years. We have long-established relationships with local charities that need the containers and can reuse them and mm-hmm. put them to good use, keep them out of landfills. Uh, of course, they're all... Um, if we, we don't use it if it cannot be recycled, if it doesn't have a recycling stamp on the bottom. 
but even if it does, we try to repurpose it before we um, send it into the compost bin. And the same thing with our delivery bags. The delivery bags that we um, have maybe a broken zipper or a little tear on the inside that we don't think are appropriate to use for sending food to a client, they go to uh, local food banks and they're handed out and used for people who don't have other things to put their belongings in. So it's not unusual for a client to see one of our bags walking down the street. Um, it may have our logo on it, It's it's um, and it's something that's been donated, and, and we feel really good about that. Um, and we feel really good about the carbon footprint that we're leaving because of these uh, little extraordinary measures that we take to be a good citizen in the community. Well, you should be proud of that. You know, one of the things that goes on, and, you know, I think we're, I think the paradigm is shifting, not to be all cliche, but um, I'm hoping that we, we're starting to get away from this um, uh, bottom dollar adversarial business model and getting back into the win-win where you can, you can charge, uh, you can charge a decent amount because you're doing a decent job. Um, and, and, and competition isn't based on just who can screw you know, whoever the fastest to make the the, fat, the biggest buck. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you're proving that that can work for a business, um, but you have to have education. Is that correct? Well, I think there's a uh, as this industry matures, and it is now a very mature industry. The home food, uh, home meal delivery industry is mature. Um, People are a little confused because there are new services popping up constantly that make a lot of claims about what they can and cannot do, mm-hmm. what they um, what they do, and how they do it. I mean, there's if you there's a plethora of websites, they a plethora of companies that all sort of make the same kinds of claims. We customize. We're green. We're natural. We uh, tailor the plans, but if you really get down to the nitty-gritty details, you know who uses green vehicles for delivery. Who, you know, who does some of the extraordinary things? Who has their own farm? I mean, JW, we have our own farm. We don't just buy locally or um, go to the farmers market. We. Grow oh, I didn't know that. Ours. I know that you had a hydrogen car. <laughs> I do have a hydrogen fuel cell car. My Honda Clarity FCX is. Uh, is a, the nicest and, and most elegant car I've ever owned uh, or leased. I've never. You have to lease it. You can't own these. These are right. experimental vehicles. But um, so for the first time in my life, I'm leasing something. But it is a privilege to drive uh, a hydrogen fuel cell car and leave absolutely zero carbon footprint nice. on the road. Um, but even our delivery vehicles, our company delivery vehicles, are low emission, super low emissions vehicles. We drive, uh, we have Honda Fit for uh, our delivery vehicles, and they are super low emission vehicles. Since the beginning, we've put our cars on the road every other day instead of every day to minimize the amount of, uh, again, carbon footprint that's left because we have people out there delivering things. So. That's, again, an extraordinary measure that we've taken to really try to, um, you know, be a good, responsible business in our community. Well, you know, somebody's got to because... Right. Oh, okay. 
You kind of have to. I mean, um, if people don't start, if, if growers don't start moving over to more green rates to grow and, and deal with uh, crops and things, it's going to affect, I mean, uh, the talk that you gave, I have some notes on it um, about increased carbon dioxide, um, um, they increase grout and reduce crop yields. Uh, uh, they, they, they bring more um, insects into the mix, which obviously people are trying to get rid of, and that's why the GMOs are making vegetables that can deal with the worst poisons in the world and scaring the crap out of us. Who knows? It becomes something that uh, just grows on itself, and, and um, if, if, if farmers and uh, I don't know the whole thing. I, I'm not uh, technically advised in that area, but I know that if farmers don't get smarter about doing some of these things, that they're just going to hurt themselves in the long run. Is that true? Am I? Well, um, I'm not you speaking know, out my, my farmers, butt. Uh, farmers are in a bit of a quandary, and, and again, I put myself in that same category because of our farming operation. I mean, if you go into large-scale farming, ours is a small, you know. Uh, essentially company-owned, family-owned farming operation. We just produce enough for our business. We don't, mm-hmm. We're not in commercial-scale farming necessarily, um, and nor do we want to be, and, and we're not trying to convert ourselves to that. Right. But we do want to grow as much of our own produce as we possibly can. But I imagine that farmers in that are commercial farmers have a lot of choices to make about um, the economies of scale, and how do you how do you avoid Monsanto and ConAgra and GMO seeds, and how do you avoid depleting the water table when there is a drought and um, there is a shunting of water uh, to um, large growers and the residual effect on the overall water table? I mean, these are very complex issues. Um, right. I think it really is up to the citizenry, if you will, those of us who have the power to make phone calls and vote, to talk about uh, what we want in our society. I mean, we did have a measure on the ballot here in California mm-hmm. for to stop um, the use of GMO products in foods without labeling, uh, and unfortunately it was defeated. It was defeated with a lot of large um, ag dollars, that uh, a lot of Monsanto dollars and ConAgra dollars mm-hmm. went into a, a very vigorous campaign to defeat the GMO labeling bill. But I think it's not dead, and I think farmers need to be willing to stand up to um, the pressures that they face and make some decisions that will eventually help us turn the tide. But we as as purchasers, as consumers, as voters, all need to do our part as well because you can't expect the farmer to, um, you know, be the lone voice against, uh, you know, what is a very big machine. Right. And that's why we're so happy to have you on, Jackie, because it is, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, when you want to stretch the the, the mind, it's hard to put back. And so any way we can educate and, or get people thinking in a new direction, um, it, you know, it's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy to be here and happy to talk about it, but, you know, I don't want to turn it into a soapbox. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, change, let's go ahead and change subjects a little bit because there's some interesting things I'd love to talk to you about. Um, and two of the things uh, uh, is sugar 
and the other thing is anti-inflammatory, and maybe the um, and then and then some salt. These are the things that people are always hearing about. You know, how evil is sugar? How evil is salt? And anti-inflammatory is that is that a special? How do how do I how do I deal with that? I mean, that seems to be everybody says when you're not eating anti-inflammatory, you're you're calling in disease. So um, these are some important topics. So starting with anti-inflammatory, what it what is that, and, and, and how, do, how do we deal with that with, with diet? Why is the anti-inflammatory diet important, and, and what, does it, what does it include, and what does it, does it not include? It's actually uh, a sort of a reformulation of some of the best of what we know about healthy eating practices already. Okay. For example, we already know that it is not healthy to have highly refined and highly processed foods. I, I think that that's fairly clear and evidence-based. I don't think you would get much argument from anybody in terms of, uh, you know, agreeing that a meal plan that has a lot of highly processed foods that is bereft of, of um uh, whole grains that has a heavy reliance on added sugars is not going to be good for you. Right. So by eliminating processed foods and minimizing added sugars, you're already starting down the path towards a very healthy anti-inflammatory dietary practice. The other thing that we know about inflammation is that it can promote um, heart disease. It can contribute to the form of certain cancers in the body. So by incorporating foods that are not only whole grains and non-refined, but are high in vitamins and minerals, you add a lot of wonderful nutritional benefits to your meal plan. So that is an easy way to sort of encapsulate the anti-inflammatory diet. Well, let me ask you about that. Going back to whole, whole, whole grains, because one of the arguments that I always hear is that, um, you know, we know that uh, um, starches turn into sugars in our body. Uh, so obviously, the whole grains are less less processed grains that uh, don't uh, don't seem to kick in your insulin response as much. Tell me when tell me when I'm way off it. Uh, so they're better for you because they don't to create the sugars and they give you great fiber and some other vitamins that you need. But what I keep hearing is that the you know especially with the paleo diet and some other diets becoming very popular, that actual grains are not even needed in the diet system. But you get enough carbs through veggies uh, alone that well, grains think- could actually be pulled out and you would and you, and you wouldn't deplete. Us of nutrition. That's so, actually I, not true. Um, okay, good. That, good. Is, that is absolutely um, not true. Great, because I keep hearing that. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you that. Um, so whole grains are are very important to your to your system. Yes, whole grains are, and okay. um, in fact, there there is. Uh, evidence that our forefathers ate grains, contrary to what um, some paleo proponents would like to, um, you know, put out there as far right. as, uh, as substantiating. Um, so uh, what, the, what else do grains do for you in terms, I mean, there's, 
you need grains in your diet because they also provide a tremendous amount of dietary insoluble fiber that helps to push food through your digestive uh, tract. Mm-hmm. And that's extremely important for your digestive system to work right. properly. Um, and as I said, there is we don't really know what our four our ancestors ate and didn't eat, and at what point do you consider? Um, at what point do you consider? Uh, you know, ancestors. At what what stage in life are we talking about the ancestors? I I could go into a whole dissertation on the paleo <laughs> diet, but I don't think that that's necessarily appropriate. Here's no, that's that's fine. That I, I guess you know. I guess the. The, the question to answer is, uh, is is about educating yourself on what whole grains really are because I think that the packaging nowadays can be suspect, and so you need to kind of read the, the label and know what you're looking at. Is that true? That is very true, and one of the best indications of whole grains and their content is to look at the dietary fiber that is in the All the Nutrition Facts label of mm, the grain good, itself. Good point. So if if you see a grain that is, um, you know, a, a fiber amount that is 3 to 5 to 6 to 10 grams of dietary fiber per serving, you know that that is coming, and it's not added fiber in the form of inulin or some other uh, additive. It's just because oats have fiber mm-hmm. uh, or because barley has fiber or because um, quinoa or or millet, or wheat, whole wheat has fiber, then you know you're on the right track. I think right. where people get derailed with uh, grains is um, one in portion size because okay. um, you need only so much, and only so much is not necessarily a great deal. And people make assumptions about how much they should be eating when they go to a restaurant and have a a huge plate of pasta brought to their uh, table, then that's sort of a distortion. That's portion distortion. And I think people need to understand that portion sizes of whole grains are small. They are limited, but they are important. And the other Mm -hmm. thing that whole grains do is they provide tremendous number of vitamins and minerals that are not necessarily easily found in other foods like vitamin E and magnesium, and other things that are important for brain functioning. In fact, your brain only runs on carbohydrate. Your brain does not run on protein, does not run on fat. Your brain uses carbohydrate for fueling. So you need to have carbohydrate in your diet in order to fuel your brain and your working muscles, which also run on carbohydrate. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what's stored in the muscle for use as energy. Your body also stores protein and fat and other macronutrient substrates, but it prefers to burn in carbohydrates. So if you have the right amount in your diet and you have the right amount of energy expenditure, there is no reason for leftover energy to be converted to sugar or fat and stored by the body because you're going to use it up. And that's the important concept for people to realize is that uh, your body converts excess protein, too, to sugar. Your body converts, well, fat to fat. But it, it, if you're going to have too many calories in your diet from 
the other energy substrates, they're also going to be stored. So the thing to do is expend enough energy so that your body's energy needs are met, but um, you're not storing more than you need to. No, that makes sense. So, um, but, so that that's um, a little bit about the importance of whole grains. Just again to emphasize, it's important for your digestive tract. It's important for your brain functioning. It's important for um, working muscle glycogen storage. Um, there's a lot. It's a, important from the standpoint of satiety, having a certain level of satiation. Um, that comes from having uh, whole grains that have uh, slow-release properties so that your body's insulin doesn't uh, spike and that you have long, slow energy release. And yes, right. it can come from legumes and it can come from uh, nuts and it can come from other substrates, but it also comes from carbohydrate and the right kind of carbohydrate in the diet. No, that makes sense. The big thing is staying away from the big sugar spikes, and, and that's the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is, is sugar. Um, I happen to believe that sugar's uh, probably one of, you know, I love sugar as much as the next person, but it is something that you really, really, really need to, to, to watch it in the diet. Is that, is that true? It's important to minimize added sugars in the diet. Um, I think sugar... In its in its in its sweetening form, uh, like as in baked goods, as in treats, uh, candy and cakes and pies and cookies, sugar does a couple of things. Aside from its physiological, it's just nutritionally bereft calories. Right. So pro, you know, processed sugar is really contributes almost nothing from a nutrition standpoint, and uh, it's just calories. Remember that we also have a society where sugar is really uh, has a lot of emotional uh, burden that it carries with it, or responsibility is another word. And by that I mean it's the way we're conditioned uh, to uh, see sugary foods as reward foods. Right. It's the way we're conditioned to see sugary foods as uh, treats um, and also as comfort. Um, we know, I'm sure both of us know, uh, lots and lots of people who use uh, sugary foods for those purposes. And it's not just, you know, uh, a flavoring agent or a way to add bulk to baked goods or uh, it's not there because it has a chemical process that we need in order to get something to happen in the food that we're preparing. Sugar is there because... You know, it has an emotional content for us. So the balancing act is, I mean, I think we have responsibility as parents and how we educate our children when it comes to sugary foods and the importance that we uh, place on them. And right. So those of us that have kids and uh, still can influence their relationship with food uh, and their relationship with sugary foods have a responsibility to try to um, use good parenting skills to not foster a emotional attachment to sugary foods uh, if we can because it starts with what you grow up associating with sugar and what you grow up associating with sugary foods. And, and, and that could lead to a whole discussion about the role of advertising and advertising sugary foods to children and preschoolers and 
you know, that's a whole other topic in and of itself. Oh yeah. <laughs> from 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 that, in in terms of a retrospective uh, look at the importance of sugar, I think we need to also think about, um, you know, how ubiquitous it is in our food supply as a flavoring agent. And by yeah, that, maybe that's why we really need the education here, because we were talking earlier about the the whole whole grains. And I walk on the I walk in the cereal aisle now, and I see. Uh, super fudgy cocoa nuts, you know, <laughs> cereal, and it's, it has the big, huge whole grain sticker on it. Uh, you know, there's like 30 sugars in there, and and, and only three to four uh, fibers, and, and or maybe less, maybe less. And and, less the, and the number one ingredient is enriched flour. Maybe the second ingredient is one whole wheat or something. Uh, so, it, I mean, you really have to look at the labels and know some things and. Um, and sugar comes in a lot of forms where you wouldn't necessarily know it was a sugar. Right. Um, yeah, on, on the, in the Nutrition Facts label. I mean, a lot of ingredients are sugars, but mm-hmm. um, we don't know it, like monosaccharides and things like that. We don't necessarily know the average consumer that that means it's a sugar, an added sugar. It doesn't say sugar. It says some chemical name or it says um, some other form of sweetener. And we don't necessarily know that, oh, that's a sugar. You know, it's not necessarily called out in plain and simple language. Um, And the the facts label can be a little misleading because if, for example, a cereal, um, which is a great example, by the way, has dried fruit, um, it pumps up the sugars. Now, are those good sugars or bad sugars or should we be worried about those sugars? I mean, if there's no That's other a, this is a great this is a great question because one of the things that I hear all the time is we switched from soda to fruit drinks and raisins and dried fruit and um, and I think the parents think that they're doing their kids a big justice by moving from soda to fruit juice and fruits and I don't know but I'm thinking that there's still a mass of uh, sugars and we've been told that fructose is more safer but doesn't your body still have insulin issues with uh, fructose when you're getting too much? Well, it, it has spikes when you have too much carbohydrate that the body okay. can't handle. So fruit juice is a concentrated form of, of um, fructose and that is a carbohydrate that can spike your insulin. So, you know, if we were to say to parents, switching from soda to fruit juice is great, but how about if we take that fruit juice and we add a little sparkling water to it? So if you naturally sparkling, uh, like naturally sparkling water, and, and so we make a little festive beverage out of it, and we also cut the sugars by doing that. And then maybe instead of giving that to our kids to drink as a refreshing beverage, we give it to them as a treat with something that has some protein in it so that it slows down the sugar response. So maybe we couple that with a tablespoon of natural peanut butter or a string cheese or uh, some naturally sweetened yogurt, not something that has uh, more sugar added to it, or um, we couple it with a little piece of, uh, you know, freshly roasted turkey breast or something like that so that we're not just giving them something sweet, you know. 
No, I love that because you know I was brought up when I was a kid. We never had if we had soda in the house. It was it was like uh, once a month. It was a big treat, and uh, you know it was, if we went to McDonald's, it was you know the whole family went crazy because we actually went out to him and ate uh, got to eat a burger. <laughs> you know um, we <laughs> and we didn't have you know um, ice cream and cookies and all that stuff hanging in the house or even chips. It was one of those things that we got every once in a while when you know as a family fun thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go through the kids' stuff now, and the drawers are full of chocolate bars and chips and even even those protein bars you buy at the store, you know, that say they're all natural, whole. You look at those things, and they're just big candy bars. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are, are more wholesome. I mean, we make a line of, of bars that do have some sugar in them, but they also have a great deal of fiber from whole ingredients. Um, they mm-hmm. have uh, protein from uh, whey and and peanut, and they they're a very balanced bar. And you know, uh, JWI also bake a lot of desserts for our clients because, again, going back to the emotional ties right. of sweets and foods, when people go on weight reduction plans, um, what you want to try to avoid, at least what we want to try to avoid, is having people feel deprived. Right. People feeling like I'm on a diet and I'm just dying to get off my diet and it's just <laughs> negative, negative, negative. So we like to think of it and we phrase it as a healthy eating plan. It's not about dieting or die as the root. It's mm-hmm. about heal or health as the root and we're talking about how to improve your health so you feel better so you have more energy, so you have more vitality, so you are happier. And so we include small um, home-baked, if you will, baked in our facility desserts, but small pieces that um, a client can enjoy without feeling like they're undoing their meal plan or undoing their progress towards achieving a goal and hopefully not foster a sort of craving for, well, I just I think I'm going to buy a bag of Oreos and eat the whole thing. I mean, this is what we're trying to avoid by providing a small piece of something that's healthy and delicious, freshly baked, uh, with whole wholesome ingredients, um, mm-hmm. and uh, calorie-controlled and right. you know, fat-controlled and content-controlled so that we, we can avoid the craving uh, part of it and the sense of deprivation that comes when people are otherwise restricting themselves. No, that, that makes a lot of sense because I'm the kind of guy who if you could give me chicken and broccoli every night and I'd be fine for a month. <laughs> um, my wife, on the other hand, if, if a diet would not last a week without some payoff right. in that regard. She, exactly. You know? And that's what it is. It is a payoff. It's a, it's a reward for being compliant. We have, I have many, many clients who tell me that if during the course of a low point in their day they're feeling like they just can't make it from one meal to the next or they're, you know, that would be a time of day that where they would normally go to a, a vending machine or go to the, uh, the convenience store and just buy something junky to eat. Um, and they turn instead to their NutriFit dessert, and they use that NutriFit dessert as a way to get past the moment knowing that or they use it as a reward at the end of the day because they've done their exercise, they drank their water, they they did everything that they could to improve their health and now they're going to enjoy, you know, a little healthy dessert. It's um it makes 
makes perfect sense to me that for some people that would be an appropriate approach to um, achieving a health goal. No, man, you got to live life, you know. <laughs> yep, you do, and it's, but you don't have to live it with a half a bag of Oreos or a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's or not to call out brands that are particularly worse than others because that's not right. my intention. But uh, illustrative of the fact that you don't have to live your life with those things. You can live those life with different things that mm-hmm. taste just as good and kind of help you stay in the on the healthy side of the equation. Do you uh, do you do you push free days every once in a while, where you can just go out with your friends and have a pizza and not feel bad? Um, well, I go out. I, I make my own pizza and I promote people. Um, Finding healthy things that are go out with friends um, and enjoy kinds of foods, whether they be pizza or um, or something else that is a sort of a, a treat food. I mean, I don't believe in depriving myself of things that I really want, but I do believe in finding a healthy version of it. And right. so for me, the solution, uh, because it's natural for me to be able to prepare it, is to prepare it. And um, for people for whom preparing is not an option. I mean, we we have a very, at NutriFit, we have a very robust family fair program, which includes things like pizza and, and you know, oven fried chicken and other kinds of healthy foods so that families can order treat meals. Um, but there are also commercially available options that are healthier than others. Mm-hmm. You just have to be willing to seek them out and to specify them when you're ordering. So if you go into, say, a Papa John's, there's one uh, in in the our ne- our neighbor in the uh, where our facility is. Our next door neighbor, actually, the business next door to us, is a Papa John's pizza. And mm-hmm. there are ways to structure your order so that you're getting healthier versions of what they do. Um, right. All of the uh, places. I think most all of the major brands that are out there have ways to save the calories from fat, to minimize the salt, to make a more favorable choice. But it does take a little effort, and some people um, aren't willing to make that effort because you know that they're either embarrassed or they don't know or they'd rather not or for whatever reason. But in order to maintain balance in life, you do have to learn how to make those choices and where to make those choices. And that's uh, where the education arm of what we do comes in, and that's where I do a lot of work as a coach, um, which is in terms of how to fit you know, healthy food into your life because you're going right. to live your life, and you're, and you're going to um, have these challenges. So. We try to face the challenges uh, that we can anticipate coming up based on our lifestyle, based on our choices, and come up with strategies to overcome the obstacles in a healthy way. And Mm -hmm. that's the work of of coaching, and that's also the work of what we do here at NutriFit. Because our goal is to, you know, help people achieve a longer, healthier life through better nutrition. And that's really a very simple mission statement, so it encompasses an awful lot of these kinds of activities. Very good. Let me talk about your books real quick, because you have two books, of course, uh, you know, about losing body after baby, 
mm-hmm. uh, the simple 30-day plan to lose uh, your baby weight. And then you have eating well, cooking and eating, excuse me, cooking, eating, and living well. And that's the cookbook. Uh, for most people, probably starting with that book to, um, uh, that would, unless you're trying to, of course, lose baby weight or the baby weight book too, a smart book for well, anybody. Actually, you know, when I wrote Body Up for Baby and it was published in, in 2007, the paperback version in 2008, the goal was to give people, uh, an alternative way to approach food not just for themselves in a postpartum state, but mm-hmm. also for their families. And I am very proud to say that to this day I have families that follow the Body After Baby plan because uh, it not only tells you what to eat every day for 30 days if you're pregnant or uh, postpartum and breastfeeding, but it also tells you what to do after that period of time in your life or if that period of time in your life never comes. So... It is a 30-day plan for healthy eating for not only pregnant moms or postpartum moms, but for families. And we tell you what to add in if you have uh, a more robust appetite, if uh, you're feeding a husband or dad or uh, somebody who is just a bigger eater. It tells you how to beef up the plan, if you will, without it necessarily being beef, how to... um, add more calories that are quality into the plan, and it also tells you how to take calories out of the plan. So, um, for example, I keep in touch with a family that lives in Austin, Texas. Uh, The mom used the Body After Baby plan years ago now. When the book first came out, I think she was one of the first readers that contacted me and said that she was following the plan. She lost her baby weight. Her husband got interested in what she was doing. she saw that in the book there was a, a way to modify the plan for him, so they started doing it together. And then as the kids got older and she had a second baby, she went back to the Body After Baby plan. She put her husband and kids on a Body After Baby eating uh, plan. And then her mother, who had never had any success at weight management, went on the same healthy eating program that the family, rest of the family was doing, and they're all eating healthfully ever after, and it's, it's lovely because we keep in touch on Facebook, we, you know, we, um, she, she tells me, uh, uh, you know, every few months I'll get a little note saying, we're doing great, we love the plan, we have our favorite recipes, you know, um, and it's just one of those very gratifying things. So to make a long story short, Body After Baby is not just about Bodies after baby, it's about healthy bodies. Great, and then a lot more recipes in the uh, in the in the in the second book. Well, actually, body after baby has um, about 150 recipes because oh, okay. every yeah every day um, there's a complete menu plan and there's recipes for every single call out in the book. The cooking, eating, and living well. Um, uh, the slender volume that that is uh, predates body after baby has about seventy five or eighty recipes. It has a seven day meal plan, and everything that's in the meal plan is uh, called out in the book with a specific recipe and nutrition facts. Mm-hmm. But body after baby has a thirty day plan and also a fifteen day vegetarian plan. Mm-hmm. So it has that many more recipes because you know the the plans are longer. Is, is any part of that cleanse, is any part of that cleanse? It, it seems like the big 
thing right now is everybody does no. uh, cleansing from glutens no. and dairy and all that kind no. of stuff. No, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in depriving your body of food in order to, quote-unquote, cleanse it. I believe that mm. your colon and your liver, if you take care of your body properly, do their job properly, and they do a pretty darn good job of cleansing your body of toxins. I think um, it is unnecessary to put your body into extreme states by removing all foods from your body and Mm -hmm. um, removing important fat-soluble vitamins and minerals that help transport uh, healthy vitamins, you know, fat-soluble vitamins and minerals through your diet. I simply don't believe in it. I think it's a, a fad and it's an unhealthy fad. That having been said, if somebody wants to, you know, go on uh, a program where they only eat fruits all day long for three days, I mean, it's not going to kill you, but is, does it make you a healthier person? No, <laughs> not necessarily. I don't it does. That, uh, I think that's important to know because the, the body is amazing. The body and, is amazing. And, and, and truly, to be honest with you, time. most people, um, if you take the, the, the general person's diet, just by changing to a better diet, you're going to notice a huge difference. You don't have to go crazy. Absolutely. And, and our bodies were designed to do um, the, the job of cleansing our internal systems. Mm-hmm. But, you know, many people embark on these diets and they sense that they are so much healthier because their bowel movements are healthier and they're, they're sweating more and they're feeling lighter. Well, if you don't junk up your system to begin with, <laughs> then <laughs> you don't have those problems. If your digestive tract is working well because you always have dietary fiber and you drink lots of water and you exercise and your, the muscles of your intestines are working properly, then, you know, all of that works. And it right. works just fine without doing something extreme. Um, and I, so I don't believe in doing that. Okay. You know, but you still have, um, because you're so customizable, you have totally gluten-free diets and you have um, dairy-free diets and those? We those? do. We okay. do. We have gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, wheat-free. Um, we have uh, the ability to add in or remove virtually any one of hundreds of ingredients from our meal plans. And right. we gladly do that if there's uh, a client requests it and has a specific need for it. I mean, we try to encourage people not to uh, adopt it just as a, a fad for losing weight or something else because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it simply uh, isn't necessarily the healthiest thing uh, to do if you don't need to do it. I mean, there's certainly many people who have gluten sensitivities and celiac disease. We've helped many people with those conditions. But um, if you're just doing it for weight loss and you heard it was a good way to lose weight, well, let's look at the rest of your meal plan and see what else mm-hmm. needs to be cleaned up before we adopt a fad just to, you know, say we did it. And um, and, and I wanted to mention, um, you are in Southern California. That's uh, your clientele. Do you do anything nationally? We do, uh, JW. We ship food all over the country. Wonderful. We have clients in... Uh, you know, on the other coast, uh, from Florida to, uh, you know, uh, the, up the entire uh, East Coast, um, we have uh, clients in the middle, um, and um, we're able to ship food anywhere that uh, a national overnight carrier will take it. Uh, usually it's FedEx overnight, sometimes it's uh, UPS overnight, 
but um, the, the expensive part becomes the cost of shipping. Then, I mean, it's, right. it, it it can mount up. So we try to find ways of economizing by grouping meals together, so that you know one shipment a week arrives instead of multiple shipments and so forth. But the food is fresh; it is not frozen, so it needs to go via an, an overnight carrier, and that does limit it to the continental United States. Well, that's great. At least you know there's there's people who want to try out your services, and and especially if they have uh, particular dietary needs that they would uh, where they trust a company like yours to get them the best kind of ingredients and the best kind of food. They can they can do that. They don't have to move to Southern California. No, no, not by any means. Right. We're happy to do it. Let's see. Let, let me know. Um, let everybody know where they can get a hold of you. Uh, you say you're on Facebook. Uh, you know, we also want to know what your website is, and where we can uh, find out more about uh, Nutrifit. Well, the easiest place to look for us first is online at nutrifitonline.com, and that's one long website address with no punctuation. But if you leave out the online, you end up uh, with some kind of a supplement company somewhere else. So to find me. Uh, you can either do uh, a search on Jackie Keller, and certainly NutriFitOnline.com will come up as the website address. There's also a JackieKeller.com website, um, which Great. is more focused on the coaching part of what I do. But NutriFitOnline.com or our toll-free number, which is 800-341-4190. That's 800-341-4190 or our local number, which is 310-473-1989, 310-473-1989. You can always reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, I have a blog on WordPress, a health blog, which um, I post to daily, and uh, I have a Twitter account, so follow me on Twitter. (laughs) So if you throw a ball into the internet, you're going to hit you somewhere. Yeah, well, somewhere, yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll be able to locate me and and smack me in the face with it. But I do love hearing from people, and I um, like to be responsive. So if you reach out to contact me, don't be surprised at all if you actually find me and I contact you back. That's Wonderful. what I'm all about. Jackie, uh, it's so great to have you on today. Um, I really appreciate. Uh, you know, we. We didn't set up a particular topic. It was just going to, we just wanted to coffee talk it through and have some fun. So I appreciate you, uh, agreeing to that and, uh, cause I know you're yeah. busy. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to leave you with the last word. Um, everybody out there who's, you know, suffering with, uh, you know, their diet and there's so many of us, um, maybe you can leave us with a, a word of encouragement. Well, I, I think, you know, basically I believe in making food your friend because you can't live without it. So don't make an enemy out of food. Make food your friend and make exercise your daily companion. And with that food and daily compa- food as being your friend and exercise as being your daily companion, you can live a longer, healthier, happier life. And we can all benefit from that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Jackie. Everybody, this is J.W. Nigerian with On Purpose Magazine. I'm speaking to Jackie Keller of NutraFit. Um, and the, the NutraFit was NutraFitOnline.com. Would I get That's that wrong? That's the website. Yes, it That's is. That's the website. Go check her out. Uh, she's, she's 
and what she's doing is remarkable. You need to find out more about her. And, of course, on, on this website, you're going to find out a lot more information about uh, what she's doing. And uh, I know you give to, like, 75 different charities. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, just being so involved and participating yourself just means so much. And uh, so we're so happy to have you on today. Thank you, J.W. It's been fun. I hope we can do it again. Oh, I'd love to. We'll find a topic we can talk, another great topic to talk about. And I just want to tell everybody, have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to our Made in Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine. You can find On Purpose Magazine at onpurposemagazine.com. On Purpose Magazine and JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2012, and all rights are reserved.